Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We continue to keep a close eye on this appalling story out of not only Arizona, not only Arkansas and other states, but out of Utah as well, this adoption scheme. And we're hoping for and anticipating a promised call from the Attorney General's office, and hopefully that'll be before too long. But we do have other topics that we're going to get into today, and I'm going to share some of your text messages coming up in a few moments as well. This has been an ongoing conversation for some time, and uh, a week or so, a couple of weeks ago, we had the opportunity to talk with the Transportation Division Director of Salt Lake City regarding scooters in the capital city. John Larson, kind enough to join us once again today. I understand last night in the City Council, kind of the open comment portion of that meeting that scooters came up yet again. John, maybe you could give us a little update. Sure. Um, so since we talked last, we, um, we talked about getting ready to launch um, or create an, an ordinance on the governance of scooters in Salt Lake City, and we've uh, transmitted that ordinance now to council. It's, it's a draft. We're going to um, work with council and on having a comment period so that people can weigh in and tell us what they think um, and then follow back up and hopefully um, late this year, early next year, adopt a, a, an ordinance so we can actually have officially on the books something that you know, has the laws both for the users and then the um, for the scooter vendors. Since we talked last time, the scooter vendors, from what I understand, have taken a bit of initiative and even doing a little self-policing there. What What is going on? Yeah, well, um, we've let them know that they needed to up their game when it came to um, specifically the issue of people riding scooters on the sidewalk, um, and particularly in the downtown area. And um, I felt like we're... Um, over the last month, we've, we've made a lot of progress on the issue. We're not there yet, but um, I, I personally have noticed more people riding in the bike lanes, which is where where they should be. Mm-hmm. How many different companies are providing scooters for the downtown Salt Lake City area? Right now, there's four. Um, we're looking to do a competitive process um, over the winter time to limit it to one or two. As far as the citizens last night, uh, it was interesting to look at some of the language that was reported in some of the stories talking about, quote-unquote, packs, 
end quote, of teenagers yeah. zooming down Main Street. And this one uh, got my attention. Those riding the scooters have turned our beautiful downtown into a giant skate park. You know, the interesting thing is, I think there's a place for scooters. I really do. I'm not, I'm, I'm down on the misuse of them. But as we have talked to yourself and others, I've even talked with some of our, with, with both of our mayoral candidates about it. Uh, it is kind of that uh, that connecting link between whatever mass transit you take and perhaps it's been called the final mile or the final, you know, blocks in order to make right. mass transit actually work. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. As you see, as we keep growing vertically in Salt Lake City, and I mean, really, we're a boom town if, uh, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, so that means a lot more people downtown and cars take up a lot of space besides the fact that they pollute. Uh, so, you know, walking is obviously the the least impactful mode, um, and so we want to make sure we have a highly walkable city. But then, scooters and bikes and uh, you know things like that can also be, I think, an important part of the solution for, especially if you're going a mile or two, well, which is further than a lot of people would like to walk. Right. Last. So uh, it, it makes a lot of sense, but it's you know we haven't figured everything out yet. Yeah. And uh, so. <laughs> So people are, are patient with us as a city as we as we work to um, provide as many options as possible while um, also making sure that everyone feels safe and comfortable in the it, downtown area. It'll be interesting to see what transpires over the next several years. Uh, recently, I had the chance to travel to some European cities, but Amsterdam in particular. And basically, uh-huh. it it is a, a bicyclist's world over there the lanes for bicycles that prioritize the 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 priority allegedly is pedestrian bicycle and cars cars are down on the food chain now as a matter of fact it can really be a liability to even have a car and drive a car in amsterdam there are places you can and cannot go and certain vehicles can and cannot go but i was amazed at the accommodations for bicycles the racks are everywhere you see bicycles everywhere there are underground parking lots, just like we have here for automobiles, that are for bicycles. Yeah. It, it is incredible. You wonder where we're going over the next 20, 30 years. Yeah, well, I would say we're definitely trending in that direction. Uh, we are working hard to make our city, especially the downtown area, more safe and comfortable for uh, bikes, which would also you know, I'd, I'd include scooters into that, so you know, like small personal mobility. Um and a lot of that means um, travel lanes that where people feel safe and comfortable. You mentioned Amsterdam, and they have the the bike lane above curb, mm-hmm. um, so that provides a safe place where everyone knows that that's where they can ride, and um, and it's separate from the car traffic, and then it's separate from the pedestrian traffic, um, and so it's kind of like you have your fast, medium, and slow lane, each with their own space. Yeah. Um, and so I think uh, not only Salt Lake City, but I'd say nation, nationwide, industry-wide, that's really the, the direction that things are trending. It's just, uh, unfortunately, um, it, it takes years to, to get there, but we're, you know, we have a great team here that's working hard to um, move in that direction. How's Chief Brown handling this, and what admonition is he giving to his downtown police officers especially although you see these throughout the city but particularly in yeah. downtown salt lake city how's it affecting the cops yeah well it's a, it's a it's a tricky situation for them because um you know the last thing that they want is to turn something that's 
uh, you know, a small infraction such as riding on the sidewalk into a, you know, a major issue where. Oh, John, do we still have you there? Police officer. There we go. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm sorry. We had a little cut out there. Yeah, you were talking about the, you know, you don't want to turn a minor infraction into something real heavy duty. Right. So, I mean, the last thing that they want is a Monday morning headline to be, you know, police officer tackles (laughs) off a scooter and breaks his collarbone sort of thing, right? Right. So, uh, um, one of the things that we're looking into is potentially um, to make it easier for enforcement is you in their actually testing this up in Portland, you could put um, big um, identifiable numbers, so it'd be different um, ID for each scooter right on the front, down the kind of that, the, the main pole on mm-hmm. the scooter, and then um, you know, policeman could, police officer could just snap a picture uh, and then send that, and actually send the fine to the vendor, who then passes along to the user. Oh. Um, so it's uh, you know, you, you don't run the risk of escalation and confrontation but you can still accomplish your goal john i really appreciate you joining us today and uh, when i saw the reaction last night and how this uh again it was described in the in the paper as being a a small but very well organized group that uh, voiced their concerns Uh last night i thought we'd get an update from you and i'm looking forward to seeing what the ordinance will actually say well, thank you. I appreciate appreciate the opportunity, Doug. All right, thanks for the update. Hope people stay engaged. Yeah, All exactly. Right. You know, and it's important right now because we are testing really? a lot of things out. This is a brave new world, and it's kind of the the wild west frontier right now. And we'll try to get it right. John Larson, Transportation Division Director of Salt Lake City, joining us and uh, scooters in the capital city all right let's take a a brief break when we come back and again i would love to hear from you we'll kind of track the storm and when we went on the air several people were indicating that there was some snow up north snowflakes no accumulation at this point but i'd be interested to see how the storm is going and because of the lake effect apparently not just the cold temperatures tonight but we could have a little bit of snow. We'll keep you right up to date here on Inside Sources at KSL News Radio. Uh, we're still anticipating a phone call from our Attorney General, but I wanted to throw out this topic of China, the NBA, and free speech versus money. We'll talk about all that and more coming up next. I'm Doug Wright.